Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome the program Christine Horn. Christine, you're again an actor, also an acting coach and uh, career coach. It's such an interesting story. Uh, Christine, thanks for stopping by. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. And hi to all the listeners out there. Absolutely. You know, uh, you talk about specifically enough your journey as an actor. It's a different journey, right, than a lot of other actors. Wouldn't you agree just based where you are today? Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I, I like to think that all of us creatives have an interesting journey and story, <laughs> you know, not, no one is the same at all. Yeah. Cause you can't be this. That's the, the fun thing about being a creative in certain ways. You just don't know where your journey is going to take you and where you're going next. You just have to kind of follow and be, you know, be prepared and be ready when it happens. Yeah. And hold tight to your vision. Like I'm sure you can relate as a business owner and entrepreneur, like sometimes no one else can see the vision, but you, and even through ups and downs, rough patches, moments of being broke. And then you have really high highs, really low lows. It's just holding onto the vision and knowing that you were given a gift that you were meant to use. So that's what has gotten me by all these years. And see, that's the that's the key thing is you're going to have those high highs and low lows. And then those days like, you know, but the funny thing about, you know, it's when it's your your business, the next day you wake up, you're ready to go or in two or three hours, you're back, you know, ready. But if it's a job, it's like, you know, you're going into depression mode for a lot longer. Right. You're, you're working. But when it's your stuff, you're like, OK, let me figure out how I'm going to get out of this. Yeah, it didn't feel good at this point. But tomorrow is going to be another day. And that's what Absolutely. entrepreneurs have to think about. So I guess in a lot of ways, when you talk about your journey as a creative and different things, let's talk about like acting, just your biggest acting gigs you've had, and then also how you help other actors and then how you oh. do it in your business. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I like to say my first big break came in 2006 when I booked The Lion King. It's a little show, you know, Broadway show. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was huge because I did that show for five years on and off and I got to travel and do both national tours, uh, got to go to Germany, did the Las Vegas company. I made my Broadway debut in 2008, got to perform at the White House for George W. Bush. And it was just amazing getting to travel and do what I love every day for eight shows a week. But after that, I started getting a bit burned out. I mean, I grew up in the theater. But I knew eventually I wanted to move into film and television. And uh, so some of my big things, I always tell people I do a lot of TV. But uh, most recently, I've, some of my biggest things were blackish. Uh, I was in the last Terminator Dark Fate, which was a dream. I couldn't oh, even wow. believe okay. I was. Mm -hmm. But I was, it was the most surreal thing being on set. And I'm like, I'm in the Terminator. This is crazy. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and this season has been fun because I've been on Shameless this season. I'm currently a recurring uh, guest star on a hit show on, called Snowfall on FX. That's amazing. So if you can watch on Hulu and catch up this season, it's great. I'll be on Grey's Anatomy next week, April 22nd, um, for any Grey's Anatomy fans. But I've had an opportunity to do a ton of television work with Danny DeVito when it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I played Harriet Tubman, which was huge on a sci-fi show called Timeless. So without giving my whole IMDb No, away, that's okay. I, that's fine. I, no, I just, no, I, just I, I think. You, and, and so would yeah. you say S- Snowfall is where you more of a reoccurring role? Your biggest reoccurring role, would you say? Right now? Yeah, that, mm-hmm. my current, yeah. I used to recur on a show called Bosch that was on Amazon. Oh, what, uh, who did you it, play in Bosch? I'm a huge fan was, of Bosch. Uh, I played a a character called Zazzy, but it was like a character arc of a victim. It wasn't one of the the main, uh, like, I didn't work at the uh, the detective office or anything like that. Um, So it's interesting coming on a show as like a recurring because you're a patient or something happened to you versus what I'm doing now on Snowfall. I play Black Diamond, who's like a hood legend, used to be a nurse. Now she's a stripper and a killer. And it's just crazy if you're a fan of the show. So it's fun getting to really create a character that that's a part of the world of the show. Um, And especially on a show that's as popular as Snowfall right now. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about the the shows and how they the the, the creativity. So what? It, so for people that have not checked out Snowfall yet, and I don't have Hulu, so I'll have to wait till it comes to Netflix. Uh, tell us, you know, specifically enough. I guess the whole um, uh, the uh, how can I explain it? the uh, the premise of the show? The, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, Snowfall it's uh, created by uh, John Singleton, who has now passed away. Uh, if you know John Singleton from Boys in the Hood. Um, it's an American yeah, crime yeah. television series that really focuses on like the 1980s and the crack epi- epidemic when it hit Los Angeles. And we know it hit everywhere, but when it hit LA and how that um, impacted the area. And shout out to Damson Idris, who's the star of the show, who plays this, you know, 20 something drug dealer who's running the show. But there's a lot of just you know, gang wars and just this, the way crack affected us in the, in America, for sure. We all can, you know, those of us who are remember old enough to remember. So it's a very interesting, really uh, singular focus on Los Angeles at the time and how it impacted the community. So it's, it's pretty gritty, but there's lots of twists and turns and good drama and thriller vibes for, for if you're into that kind of thing. So what season did you join? The cat started getting are, a recurring world. Yeah. I joined this current season. We're in season four and our season finale is next Tuesday, next Wednesday, excuse me. Um, and again, you can always watch next day on Hulu, but yeah, we did get picked up for season five. So putting good energy out there that black diamond gets to come back um, because you know, uh, we're still here. We're still here. You have so. to, you have to you put that energy, but the great <laughs> yeah. news, I guess for you is, you know, you get these working actor gigs, you're a working actor, which is fantastic. But ultimately at the end of the day, you get to practice that, not have to go and do something else. You're an entrepreneur. So you are able to do what you love and that's working with actors. And is it more as an acting coach or it's a little different, isn't it? Isn't it? Christine. Well, it's a mix. It's an acting coach. You know, there's so many acting coaches online and especially since ever since COVID hit a lot of, studios moved online, but I, that's where I originated. And I really found my sweet spot, you know, my niche. I knew I turned 
TV into a game for me once I really understood how casting worked and what they were expecting. That's my my sweet spot. So I have a course called Book More TV. And if you're an actor who wants to book TV, you just you come to me and I really break down each genre because how you perform for a multicam comedy is different than a medical drama or a sitcom or law and order. You know, every network has a different vibe, pace, tone and rhythm and melody. And that's what I teach because it's all like one big game. So, you know, I really the way I coach, I'm very transparent, Neil, very like direct. I feel like we don't have time to waste. I remember being in LA the first time wondering what I was doing wrong, thinking I'm doing stuff, but not doing enough. I was on the wait and hope plan instead of creating my own way and really understanding that this is show business. So talent alone is not enough. So my whole methodology, I like to say is you got to get to know your mama. That's mindset, acting, marketing, and audition technique to succeed in this town. Powerful. There we go. Oh, I love it. And and I, I love again your your energy. Have you been on Clubhouse yet? I'm gonna bring that oh, up. Yes. Oh, you, yes. You are on Clubhouse. Okay. <laughs> Regularly on Clubhouse, I live on it. So I, took, I, I on the weekends. Two week break. I took on the like weekends. A two week yeah. Break. yeah. You're on the weekends? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean but I host big rooms for podcasting rooms, uh for Club Pod. Uh, I'm oh. I'm one of the club pod leaders, the largest podcasting room on Clubhouse, and uh, oh, okay, so okay. I I do I do a room at one o'clock Eastern on Saturdays, how to uh, build your uh, brand through podcasting, and uh, I'm also the category director for Podcast Magazine. So basically, Steve Olsher yeah. and I are partnered up in some different projects on Clubhouse, and I'm also a fireside creator now. So I guess I'll have to invite you on there to that Ooh, platform. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fireside. Yeah, Clubhouse is amazing. Yeah, is I mean, it, my my it, clients were like, Christine, before I, because I don't even have an iPhone. Let's be be real i had to buy an ipad for this thing and i was like <laughs> well hey i'll try it and then i got hooked and then i the leads were crazy just there were so many people who are hungry for information and i believe really even more than video audio can i think sonically how audio connects to someone else's ear it feels much more personal i think it just breaks down that whole no like trust right. factor in triple you, the time you learn what people want in podcasting now and so yeah. it's going to change the way we podcast. I mean, and, and radio, I'm on radio too, you know, so I can't completely do this. So I'm going to be launching two podcasts, one on fireside, which will be talking to celebrities, but more of about how they build their brand and have people come on stage to ask questions around the brand and what did they do to develop that brand and understand the, the brand awareness, whatever, whatever thing mm -hmm. they've created in a brand. And then I'm going to do a clubhouse uh, podcast as well. So I'm kind of like going in two different, uh, directions in that area. Well, we're still having the syndication of radio and still always interviewing interesting people, but podcasting has got to be something in my opinion, this is my take on podcasting. And I want to get your take is that the difference between radio and podcasting is radio. We can kind of entertain a lot of times and we'll get listeners because people are, you know, that radio's radio. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about podcasting, you have to give them some value when they leave or they won't come back. And yep. that's a different environment. And you really have to kind of train and change your style. If you're a good you know, speaker, you're gonna be fine on this, but you, the platform has to be about giving value and really just strategic. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah. I don't think celebrities are the ones of the end all be all. As I, we, we see on Clubhouse, people are more attracted in learning something like yes. what you provide like what yeah. I provide to be successful as a podcaster and, you know, and, and teaching them, you know, SEO or social media marketing or whatever. What are your thoughts? 
I absolutely agree because, you know, at the end of the day, people are tuned into, you know, what WIFM, what's in it for me, right? So it's nice that you're a celebrity or it's nice that I know your name, but at the end of the day, how am I, what am I walking away with? And I totally agree about podcasting. I have a podcast for my community, Hollywood Bound Actors, and it's, it's giving people, it's inspiring them. And I believe with Clubhouse specifically, what I've learned is it's like, yeah, okay, you're there, but tell me, give me any nugget on how to get where you are and people are really open to listening and i think that connection is just really it's amazing you, you find out what people want see this is it in my transition my business is i figured out what people want because mm-hmm. once you get in these conversations and you hear what they're looking for and you're like oh my gosh what then yeah. you know now you have to create a better change of target for facebook linkedin and know that you're going to have unlimited leads because of where what you can provide and you don't know that at first. And I think you've yeah. learned more and more of your business and what actors truly want, aspiring actors or ones that are not even, are just considering acting by being on a platform like Clubhouse where it's the back and forth interaction mm-hmm. that we don't get because we can't be on calls 24 seven. When we're on Clubhouse, we can take two minute questions for an hour, hour and a half, two hours and really learn what people are looking for. Yeah, and sometimes you think, you know, as a business owner, you're so in it that you forget like, oh, wow, this is still, you have really have a question about this? Wow, you know, because it's so past where you are. So that's the thing I find. Like there's some, honestly, sometimes some really elementary questions and I don't mean that in a bad way, but just like, wow, that there's a need here because this question keeps coming up in room after room after room. And it's like, well, let me create a resource. And that's what I've started doing. I've shared resources that I already have. And then when I, if I'm in a room and the same question comes up, I'll just say, hey, shoot me a DM and we'll get something out to you. And it's, I sit there and I do, I do, I don't know if you do this because I'm a little nerdy too, but I, I, I do case studies. I'll do before numbers before I go on clubhouse. Uh. Uh, and then I do my after. See, I'm, I, like, I'm not really. I mean, I'm, I've grown to Clubhouse to 3.1 thousand followers, so I have about 3.1 thousand, and I uh, most of them have followed me back on IG, and I've gotten lots of sales from it. So I'll take it, and I'll. I'll uh, but again, Clubhouse in a way it goes in these phases. Now I'm too busy for Clubhouse, except on the weekends. I was right. doing a morning show every morning with a great guy named Pedro Marcial, and we were doing podcasting morning chat. But it got too. We weren't getting a lot of new people anymore. And I'm like, I, and I just couldn't continue to give up my hour and a half every morning, uh, Monday through Friday. So I cut that out. I miss it. Don't get me wrong. I wish I could be doing radio. I mean, I could be doing podcasting, socio audio, but now I'll probably be considering a morning show on, on, uh, fireside. Cause that might be where people are driving in different things. And I think if you bring in, you, you bring in different conversations, but we can work with the creative team in fireside. So the difference is when you become a fireside creator, they're going to work one-on-one with you to help you become better successful in your show. That's interesting because again, I just did all this for fun, right? 11 years right. ago and grew to 150 plus stations and have a very successful radio and TV stuff, but I still want to dominate social audio. And who right. would have thought that we'd be in this position, right? Absolutely. But we are here. And especially ever since the pandemic, people are searching for community. They're searching for support. They're searching to be seen and heard. So I think you're absolutely on the right track. Let me give you another point. SEO. SEO used to be search engine optimization when you're doing digital marketing. It was all about, you know, creating leads. Now it's about conversions. So we're really changing in a lot of ways and people are not looking for, hey, I know what I can give you the answer, but you have to come here for it. Now we have to give it to them 
and and to show that we really have the knowledge base. So right. social audio has taught this back and forth where finally the consumer and the, and the, uh, and the, uh, the, the customer and the, the, the provider have a back and forth conversation, which is going to change the game because now we really are knowing what audiences want. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's yeah. kind of jump it. So I like the other part of your background. You said you work with actors in life in the coaching end of teaching them how to get booked, but also you're looking at their, that how they handle things, right? Or you're almost like a life coach for actors in a way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's in which that's what drew me to create, uh, to write my book. Um, it's called playing small, the actor's guide to becoming a booking magnet. So, you know, in, I, in my own personal life, I'm a huge personal development junkie. You know, I love to read and learn and grow. And I call myself a booking magnet. Everyone in this town knows I'm the book. I'm the booking magnet. And I call that and speak that into my clients. And so I'm always drawn to how you manifest things in your life, the energy you draw to you. And I'm like, well, if I can draw things to my life, I can draw bookings. So I'm a booking magnet. But what I find, you know, that makes my coaching different from a lot of coaches in this town. It's not just, oh, here's how to do a tape. Here's the lighting you need. I do teach that. But also I understand that actors get caught. You can give them all the tips in the world, but they get stuck in their head in that negative inner voice. And I'd like to think a lot of a lot of us as humans, we deal with pretty much seven major fears: fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of success, fear of not being good enough, fear of competition, fear of not having enough, and fear of time running out. And if, when actors are trying to pursue their career, but all this stuff is swirling in their head, dealing with tons of worthiness issues. We're set up in an institution where we need to be externally validated all the time. And sometimes we can only think our validation comes through a booking. And so I really have to work with that inner part. All my programs start with mindset. It's not the sexy part. It's the part no one really wants to hear. They don't think they need it until they do. <laughs> and once they yes. can break through yeah. those those mental roadblocks, that's when the bookings change. That's when they're coming confidence grows and that's electric yeah, exactly. and that's attractive. So yeah. that's what I know makes me different here in Hollywood for sure, because I'm not afraid to talk to that part. I'm not afraid to talk yeah. to the pain that really exists. That's because it is because some people are going and they're struggling to try to get one booking and then they get frustrated after they've gone, uh, did not, uh, not getting hired, not getting hired and going audition, audition and, and, and not chosen. So then you're right. You're like, Whoa. And so I couldn't live in that environment and you definitely are living in that. But I love sales and I love, again, it's interesting how uh, the component of just having that conversation to have that sales conversation. And what I'm trying to do now is help coaches become better in sales. So once they get on the phone, how do they close that person? How do they make sure, how do they build those leads? Not just leads are creating a course, but just getting those one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. A lot of them create courses and create these things, but then they don't get the money that's going to pay them the best to keep the business running while then they could still have that passive income. And what their mistake right. they make is they don't think they can reach out and get a client. And it's not, it's as easy as one, two, three, jump on Clubhouse. But also it's not right. just Clubhouse <laughs> to go and LinkedIn create conversations in Facebook groups. And you're, if you have a brand, meaning you have something that's shown through your website, through your social media, people know who you are, can see you speak, can understand who you are and understand your knowledge. You'll be hired all the time and you'll be so busy. You, you won't even know what to do about it. And that's, that's exactly, uh, that brand building pro 
right? When yeah. people know, like, and trust you, they're going to call you. And people that tell, and that's the key thing. So everyone needs to pick up your book. So again, the link will be in all the descriptions. Every one of them that I can put in a description, uh, there'll be a link on uh, uh, for her for her book available on Amazon. And you also have a course, right? That for actors. Tell us about the course. Yes, the course is Book More TV. It's a five-week online course where I teach you how to book TV. I break it down in five weeks. But you also get lifetime access to the course materials and to our twice-monthly live coaching sessions that we do with our group from actors from around the world. It is one of the most supportive communities for actors I've seen because I, a space, this space has been cultivated to be able to speak that truth, to say, hey, I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling unworthy i'm feeling frustrated whatever it is you know it's not just uh it's not low-grade unity but it definitely you are you are in a safe space and i'm really proud of it because it's just um it's impacting so many actors and there's just so many bookings happening from it i just teach exactly what i do to work so much and i don't hide i don't hold anything back it's in there and i tell people if you do the work it's great you you watch all the modules and you do what i ask tell you to do which most people don't (laughs) Right. That's the thing. <laughs> it didn't work. And then you buy a new course. That didn't work. No. Is it really the courses, though? Or is it you? Are you not doing what you need to do? So, yeah, I'm really proud of it. And, you know, as a working actor, it really I, I built it to work with my schedule. When I'm on set for 14 hours a day, I can't, you know, I can't be coaching a bunch of one. Right. That's what I was going to. What if you get what it. if you get a full, full, full gig, meaning like one that's not just a reoccurring role, but meaning you become one of the main characters yeah. how would you be able to keep your business running oh well absolutely well first of all i have a a, a lovely team <laughs> okay who, okay who helps it run on a day-to-day okay. Okay. It is. yeah so I've so got... let's just say you get like a big uh show what do you yeah. do next <laughs> well 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 th- that doesn't affect that's the thing by my model is is through an evergreen system so people watch the on-demand evergreen class they get into the funnel they sign up all the stuff the modules are released every week it doesn't require me to do anything my team handles registration all the accounting all that um and then the q a's my audience is so trained to they get them when i have time typically our first our q a is on the first saturday of every month because typically most tv shows don't film on the weekends typically ah, so, so i even mm-hmm. i can be anywhere in the world i've had hosted q a's in cabo and mexico and atlanta it doesn't matter you know that i've built i've built the business around my main thing which is acting and being on That's, set see, and not tied amazing. to a computer. And then yeah. about, what about your podcast now? Where can people check out your podcast? Yeah, the podcast is wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called The Hollywood Bound Actor. And again, it is for, for actors who want to work in film and TV. And there's and every Monday, I do a special Motivation Monday just to really speak to the heart and soul of the actor. Again, not just tangible quick tips but speaking to the heart and soul to get through that week because i know it's not easy and so we can all use a cheerleader and because honestly a lot of people in my community are starting over their parents or their or some are retiring and some are some are just starting out you know and some people don't have support in their family you know it's it's really yeah. audacious to be like i'm gonna be an actor can, really you're 40 you're 45 so, come on do, so, so real christine job. here's a question <laughs> Who taught you to create a, such a great course, okay, that you and have a book and, and be able to do what you love, which is act, and not have to worry about and have a great team. You got to have a great team. We all know that I have a great team too. But meaning how to create this way that the system, this funnel that works for you, 
Did you teach it? Did you teach yourself or did you Absolutely learn from somebody? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, you know, I'm a good business owner. I, I've, I've kept business coaches with me in my back pocket, even back in the day when I had a nine to five and just had a vision for this. So I always knew I was meant for more and I always knew I needed help. I mean, everybody needs a coach no matter what field you're in. So I've, I just have kept business coaches with me over the years. And usually I'll have a coach for, you know, it's depending on the season I'm in in my life and what that coach offers at the time. But I have this a three go-to coaches. Shout out to Dallas Travers, APL Franks, and Allison Bird. Uh, three to my most recent coaches, and each one has a specialty. And this is all they tout. You know, don't be a slave to your business. Have the business revolve around the life that you desire. And you know, it's it's you know, I put the work in. You know, I, I listen to what they say. It's a lot. You know, copywriting, creating. You know, all this stuff takes work. But holding again, holding on to the vision of man, I'm doing all this work for this evergreen program. But once it's done, it's done. All I have to do is keep marketing it and run ads and be myself on social media. And people are attracted to me naturally. And if they want to get what I have, they'll get it, you know? So yeah, certainly not on my own, but with, you know, I'm, I invest, I've invested thousands upon thousands in business coaching because I know it was worth it. All right. Well, we appreciate, we definitely appreciate you coming by. I love the conversation. Love the synergy. Best place again, your website, right? One more time. Uh, the best place is christinehorn.com and hollywoodboundactors.com. See, Thank you so much, so, Neil. I'm the, so you, grateful. You provide such great gems. Appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll hopefully see each other on Clubhouse. So take care. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K through 12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit Lensec.com. And now back to the show. We're back to Neil Haley's show here on the Author's Corner segment, and I'm excited to welcome the program author Dr. Kapil Parak, author of Searching for Health, the smart way to uh, find information online and put it to use. Uh, Dr. Parak, I, I just, I love it. It's a such a great title for a book, and it's what people do all the time, right? Search online for medical information. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Do you agree with me? It's a people. That's what people do is all the time they search for the answers instead of consult a doctor. 
in, in, in our day and age. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there, there's definitely that, right? So I, I think um, that's a, a very common thing for people to do. But, you know, sort of um, if you think sort of step back for a moment, it's a realistic situation, right? Like you can be with your doctor all the time and you get symptoms or you're worried about a condition, you're trying to deal with something. Um, the logical place to turn is the Internet and to find that information. Um, the challenge, though, is that how do you convert that into something that's useful? So first you got to find the right information. So exactly. then how do you make use of it? And that's where the book comes in. It's really to try and help people not just get to the right website, but then also once you're there, to put that information in a context and then bring it up with your doctor in a way that's collaborative and useful and gets you better decisions out of it. Is it your concern with COVID-19 and stuff that people are just trying to search for information and then they're not getting the right information and that could lead to panic and, and kind of anxiety just in this day and age with COVID. But I'm, your book relates to so many things where people are seeing symptoms and they just search online and don't really have the right thought process in what they're searching for. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you know, we started on this book four years ago, so it's it's been a journey to get here. And um, COVID has certainly you know, exacerbated some of these things, brought them to light that we were doing anyways of like trying to make sense of information online. Um, so that's definitely part of the of the challenge. Um, I, I think, you know, when I see a patient come in and they've spent a bunch of time looking for information online and they have some ideas, to me, that's an opportunity. And exactly, I yeah. see that as somebody who's engaged in their health. They went to the trouble of looking all this stuff up and now they've got some ideas. It might not be the right ideas, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they put effort into it, right? And so I, I take my job as helping them on that path, guiding them to the right information and channeling, channeling that energy towards something that's useful for their health. Now, the, the, the issue is, you know, that takes a certain level of training and skill and honestly time that many doctors just don't have. So how can we bridge this gap? And the book helps people, the reader, to understand the situation that most doctors are in to have a a short amount of time, they have an agenda that they have to get through, and how do you get heard in that visit, and how do you get you know, your point across in a way that's meaningful and useful to you? And so we put in practical things like, how do you write an agenda ahead of time? What are the scripts, the words that you can use that can help your doctor understand the things? What are the things your doctor's trying to do in that visit so you get out of their way and actually help them along so they can help you, right? Um, it's, it's a lot of like practical stuff in addition to um, sort of context. See, and that's so key. I mean, it's so important because uh, if you don't have um, if you don't have the right information, it, it, it leads to that. So you're right. Before COVID, you know the people that how many people go to the emergency room on a regular basis based on fear of thinking they have something and just rush right to that emergency room, and which costs a lot of money for healthcare in general, especially if you're uninsured. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger issue than that, right? Like, it's just a, it's not just a cost, but like the personal anxiety and all of that that goes yes. into that process. And how do you, how do you sort of avoid a lot of that? Um, there used, so there's a, a, a disease or a syndrome that they call medical student disease, which is every medical student, when they read through all these crazy conditions, they, they get convinced because they're like, oh, maybe I might have that pain or that rash. And then they, they they think they're dying. And now, because of the internet, we all have that experience. And so, um, how do you like avoid those kinds of situations? So, like one of the practical things we say in the book is just write your symptoms down ahead of time. And if you do that, 
that when you go online and you start reading about some rare condition and then talks about some symptom and you start convincing yourself you might have it, you just take a look at your list and you're like, wait, no, I didn't write this down. So I don't really, <laughs> I can't say that I had it. And then, you know, it keeps you honest a little bit. So the idea is really just to, to provide little tips and tools along the way like that that can be quite useful. How about with certain healthcare now really pushing forward towards telemedicine? What are your thoughts on that? Because sure. then you can quickly, easily go and say, okay, I'm concerned. And they decide to meet with you and you get on a you know, Zoom call, whatever the medical one is for Zoom. Right? Sure. And do you, I think that's a good thing, but yeah, that you could jump that quickly to something than, than over flooding an emergency room. So if more and more telemedicine could be used in that certain aspect and your book in a way like, oh, my gosh, I'm really, really concerned. Yeah, I need to see sure. a medical professional, but I don't want to go spread COVID. Right. Or I don't want to go out where yeah. I have an opportunity to get COVID, even if I had the vaccine, meaning I don't want to you know, transfer it possibly to others or just whatever. I just want to be at home. I think sure. this is a great your book is a great tool because then, OK, I looked, searched online. I'm concerned, but I, I need to see I need somebody quickly telemedicine so are you are you a proponent of telemedicine right. where it's going and stuff in the i guess the more technologies yeah. happen no i mean honestly i I'm, I'm a fan i think telemedicine but it's not just telemedicine right i think there's so many tools that are out there that many people don't even know exist so before telemedicine there was um regular phone lines they're called triage lines many insurance companies have them doctors offices have them that people didn't even know exist and you could call up a triage line and they've been around since the 70s where they would just tell you, okay, let, tell me your symptoms, usually a nurse, and they walk you through an algorithm and they say, well, you think you need, probably need to go to the emergency room or not, right? They can help you make a more informed decision. Same with telemedicine. You talk to a doctor, ask you a concern, they either say, hey, look, it's most likely this, and you're assured, and in a few, you know, you start your search all the way to like go see a doctor in a couple of hours, your whole journey is done and you're you're reassured, and that's wonderful. Or they tell you it's something serious and you've got to go in and maybe save your life. Also a good thing. So I think having access to tools is, is a great thing. I think knowing what those tools are and how and when to use them is where our book comes in to like say, this is how you use the internet. Here's how you could use a triage line. Here's how you could use telemedicine and so on and so forth. Here's how you use your doctor and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's fantastic in, in in many ways. So, the what did you have a story of why you wrote this book? What kind of came you that said I'm going to come up with such an awesome title and an awesome book because really it's so needed. I mean, honestly, because and and absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you seem like you're smart yeah. about okay. I want to write a book. I know there's a need. There's a pain point somewhere. Let me come up with a title and an idea that's fantastic, which it is, in my opinion. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, we, we put a lot of thought into this. So I, I, I've been at Google for about six years. I spent the first three working on search. And um, while working on that, and, and I also see patients part-time, so seeing patients in the office and working on products that help people find information, I found this gap, right? On the one hand, we're leading people to more reliable websites and helping them make sense of them. On the other hand, I'm seeing patients come in who you know I have to work with to help them make sense of some of this information and get them on their journey. And the gap there I found was that there are different frameworks, there are different ways of thinking about this information that doctors have than what patients and consumers have. And the book really fills that gap to try and connect people from that information to their doctor and fill in that void so that you can actually make it more useful. You're laughing at me because you just, did you just say you work for Google and I was able to off air from the beginning say oh by the way this is the best title ever for a google search 
I do work for Google, so I know a thing or two about search engines. So, so you've got to be impressed by me, right? To be able to identify that, right? Anyone else tell you that one? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, no, but uh, do you agree? I identified you're an expert in that, and then I'm like, oh, he is. <laughs> you know, so you must be you must be a fan. You must be a fan of Neil Patel because I'm a huge fan of his too. I I, I check out his I stuff. I read his work. Yeah, yeah, his works on, I mean, <laughs> and his blog. Yeah, and and everyone forgets the written. They all want to do video now, right? And the written word is awesome. Okay, so awesome. So basically, a doctor who works for Google. How did that happen? Just tell me that real quick, because I, 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 I'm sure no oh, one's asked you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm very lucky to have ended up here. Um, I, I spent uh, almost a decade at Johns Hopkins, which is where I trained, and I was very interested in innovation and in technology. I started doing some of those things at Hopkins and got introduced to somebody at Google, and sort of one thing led to another and, and, and turned into a job, um, which is uh, where I'm now. You would be an encyclopedia of information if you came on Clubhouse with me. Oh my gosh! Unless you've been on Clubhouse yet, <laughs> have you gone on Clubhouse I'm not, yet? But I, I, you need to. to. Yeah, you no, need I, to. You need I, to. So reach out to me if you're interested. I'll, I'm. I, I got about three point two thousand followers on Clubhouse, and I'm rocking it on there. And I'm telling you, especially how many topics involving health happen. You probably sell a ton of books on Clubhouse. People take action more than that than anywhere. So if you're interested, just come make sure you reach out to me. But I appreciate it. This is great. This is a great book, a great title. I know everyone's going to be able to pick it up. And I know my. I know when I talk, think about my wife and how she worries about all these information, by reading this book, she'll stop worrying about all these diseases or different things that she thinks she could hurt as a hypochondriac that she is could have and people that always constantly worry about their health now they have a resource in your books i, I really hope so yeah i know no, i really hope so and and if i if you can squeeze it in like i think it also makes for a good gift because like somebody gets diagnosed with something you want to be helpful but you don't know what to do right like and this could be one of those things where like i'm really sorry to hear what you 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 know you got diagnosed with blah 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 but here's something that might help you in your journey and that that I think is is one more angle that we're trying to encourage. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so definitely uh, we can check you out. Uh, best place to purchase your book, but do you have a website as well, Doctor? Yeah, searchingforhelp.org. All right. Searchingforhelp.org. Oh, see, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, and and there you go. So the dot com I'm sure was bought. <laughs> thousands of years ago yeah. right <laughs> you can't you can't you, right? can't you can't beat you can't beat that how much would that domain sell for right now Search. oh gosh it, i mean it's taken so i don't think they'd sell it they, yeah. they have a uh, it's it's already they've built it out pretty well oh uh, yeah but you're the only book with that name but i appreciate it dr Parak. i've enjoyed the conversation learned a lot from you today and everyone needs to pick up your book and thanks for coming on my show i appreciate it thank you neil take All right, care take okay bye-bye you listen to neil haley's show and we'll be back in just a moment Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets. Celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today.
Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mike Velarde Show. I'm excited to welcome the program. Mike Velarde. Mike, what's going on? How are you? Hey, great, Neil. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk vaccine today, right? And it's yes, always concerning are. me, especially when we heard about the J&J and what happened with uh, them stopping the J&J. And then also, I guess, seeing like if you're a member of the media, you have to have the vaccine in certain places or else no deal. Yeah, yeah there's even certain hospitals that are requiring you to get the vaccine in order to, uh, to work. Cer- certain places. Now, Tara, Tara studied vaccines a lot. That's why she's on the show. We had, we had Dr. Tenpenny on the show a couple of weeks ago who, um, who you know, is a vaccine expert. She wrote several books on the subject. And now is in Europe. She's actually in Europe um, talking about the vaccine. They in Norway they stopped the Moderna vaccine totally. Um, so they, there are some issues with some of them. There's no question about it. All right. So Mike, what? what so let's tell us some news of what's going on with the vaccine. All right. So I'm gonna let Tara, I'm gonna right, tell us. Hi. I'll just introduce myself really briefly. My name is Tara Lila Rose. Uh, I'm originally from New York. I made my, what I call my escape back in 96 and uh, moved out West to the wild West. And I lived out there for uh, over two decades before relocating to Florida, at least, you know, a number of years ago. But I've been working as, uh, I have a theatrical background, a very extensive one, but I many years ago switched over and started, because I love helping people. And uh, I just was working for this advertising agency and people started coming to my office. This is kind of how it all started. And I, I just started spontaneously, intuitively, doing like uh, telling them what was going on with them. Anyhow, I'm here to talk about the vaccines. I had a radio show called Voice of Spirit back in New Mexico uh, years ago. And I used to talk about the vaccine all the time. I was very passionate. These were not this mRNA vaccine, which they're calling a vaccine quote, uh, which I don't even believe is really should be called a vaccine because I think it's some kind of an injection. And I've done a a number of uh, a bit of research on it. I by no means am any expert. Uh, So I'm not telling people that they should take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. But what I am here to say is that there are um, a lot of people that should not take the vaccine. And I'd like to talk about some of the reasons why it could be very dangerous for certain people. Now, regard, if you want to talk about the six women that had blood clots with the right. J vaccine, I can touch on that a little bit. Uh, I heard that these women were child of childbearing age. And that really concerned me because we're not talking about middle-aged like me or elderly people taking this vaccine and having blood and getting blood clots and having serious health issues. That's very serious, especially for young women of childbearing age. So I don't know if there was another cofactor going on. They could have been taking other medication that had created because, you know, right. Can't mix certain. I'm the daughter of a pharmacist, so I, I know a little bit about uh, drugs and medication and how they don't always interact that well. So when you mix certain things together, that could have been uh, it. But I just want to say that from the research that I've done, um, it's my understanding, and this is my humble opinion, 
that uh, based on my research that those with an autoimmune disease, uh, and so that would include, and there's probably close to 200 of them, but just to name right. a few, arthritis, lupus, MS, uh, fibromyalgia, these are very, a lot of common ones, lupus, any kind of uh, digestive uh, problems, allergies, eczema, which is also an autoimmune illness, and uh, asthma. So that's a lot. That's like a lot of Americans have uh, a lot of these issues, suffer with a lot of these issues. So I'm very concerned and I just want people to do their own research. I'm not saying take my word for it, but I know that a compromised immune system is not going to react to um, in the uh, environmental insults in the, uh, in the normal way. So also children that are born to a mother with an autoimmune illness are uh, at risk as well uh, for at risk for, you know, God only knows what. I mean, like I said, I'm not the expert on this, but I know that if the mother has an autoimmune, let's say the mother has lupus and she gives birth and even her daughter is maybe not born vaginally, but is born by cesarean. So she's already compromised because of that already. Then she goes and has this vaccine and it could be very detrimental. I um, sadly found out recently about a a beautiful cousin of mine. She was almost, she was about 20 years old and she was going to college in Ohio and she was encouraged to have a vaccine for meningitis, a meningitis vaccine. These people, so your expertise looking at specifically people that have some sort a pre-existing condition of some sort that is a, that could, with the vaccine's uh, side effects, could lead to serious problems, which have happened. Now, the problem is they're already talking about a third uh, shot, that the second shot is not enough. So now we're going to run into a fact that we're going to always have to get a shot every six months. I will never get the vaccine. So I guess I'm never going to be going, I'm going to be traveling in an RV and. and yeah, you know, I can all never this. have it because I have uh, autoimmune issues. And then are you exempt? Um, you have to get it? I'm sorry? You're not forced to get it then? No, why would I be forced to get it? It's my body, my choice. Sure, but see, that's that's ending if you're in certain jobs or certain situations. Mm-hmm. Media now has been told. They have to have the vaccine if they cover any sporting events. Mm -hmm. You have to have a vaccine or a test anytime you go to a sporting event in certain cities. Mm -hmm. So it's going to go to, it's going to get far worse. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to be movie theaters, right, Mike? It's going to be everywhere. Well, like, like I said, there's always an exception to every rule. That's so that's a good point. (laughs) What's happening now is, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to see these cards, these vaccination cards will be, Selling all over the place. It's already happening. You think it's pretty easy to to fake those vaccines, vaccine cards? Of course, it's a, it is until until they put everything into a database. They're going to, I'm sure. That's but right now, they think that just people they owe it to people to have it. So you're telling me autoimmune? How many people? Right. Let's say you're at a movie theater, right? You show the usher the card. What do you think he's going to do? Call the Center for Disease Control? No, he's going to leave in the theater. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, cruise ships, same thing. There's, there's two cruise lines that announced that you have to be vaccinated. That's um, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian. Guess what? Carnival's going to take all their business away from them. So Carnival's refusing to do that? 
Yeah. So, so what, what do you think is going to happen when Carnival starts have, having book cruises and Norwegian is going out with 20% capacity? How long do you think it's going to be before they reverse their policies? Quickly. It's going to change, Ken. Yeah. So you're not, you're not as concerned as I am in the fact that they're constantly going to just roll out this vaccine and they're going to make people that are the anti-vaxxers, which is us, yeah. uh, be ostracized as how dare you. I don't want you to be in school. What about school? Forcing schools. It's happening in colleges already. What if they do that for all the schools and kids? Because now they're allowing the vaccine to be administered to kids. But what you need is a big lawsuit against one of the colleges saying, hey, I'm allergic to certain elements in the vaccine. They kicked me out of school. I'm suing for $3 million because I'm not going to be able to get my education. I'm not going to be able to become a doctor anymore. And, and once mm-hmm. those lawsuits start hitting and the school's going to say, you know what? We have to have an exception to the rule. This is not a normal vaccine. That's right. what we're saying. It's, it's, not, it's, not it's nanotechnology. It's nanotechnology. They want total it's power and control over humanity. The Holocaust never ended. Anybody who doesn't believe me, go listen to, go watch Operation Paperclip. You can find it on YouTube. I was just watching it the other day. There's, there's a woman who wrote a whole book, Jacobson. I forget her first name now. Uh, all about Operation Paperclip. It tells the story about how the Nazis never left. They never, they were never all uh, killed. They were never all accused of treason, crimes, horrible, horrific crimes against humanity. And uh, they were, they actually were encouraged to come to America and some other places. So, and then encouraged to continue their experiments that they were doing back during the days of the Holocaust. So this has just gone underground and covert, which is very sneaky because you don't see it. And that's the worst uh, enemy, right. someone who you can't see. And that's that's so true. And, yeah. but that it just concerns me beyond belief. And you, Mike is being positive in the fact he doesn't think this is gonna get to this extreme where that there, if the next wave comes, they shut down India. So they're shutting down countries all over the world. Why aren't they shutting down the United States, Mike? Well, I think Biden would like to. I think Biden would like to, too, especially likes, after all the That's vaccines. why he's trying to get us into a war, so he can use that as an excuse to have another lockdown when, uh, the, the, uh, when, the, when the virus isn't spreading anymore and he can no longer use that as his excuse. But so, well, so the whole world is locking down. The United States isn't because we are United States. If there were most all democratic states, we'd be shut down right now for no reason at all. Due, due to this, this coronavirus package, people don't want to go back to work. The unemployment compensation, I mean, they're having problems finding people to go to work at McDonald's. Why? Why would you want to work for $10 an hour when you get a check for 600 to get unemployment? But that's going in your taxes with next year. No, it's going to be a check you're going to get. Are you kidding me? And that's just the mother. Whoever has the child. If it's a father, he'll get the money too. Whoever, whoever has the children. So meaning if it's a, what if so, it's a couple? So what this is the beginning of. It's, 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 um, what was that Chinese guy's name he ran for president? I forgot. Um, he wanted. He Andrew wanted, Wang. Andrew Wang. He wanted, uh, he wanted $1,000 a month for everybody. That's like what he's doing. Okay. That's the beginning of communism. That's what the mask is all about. It has nothing to do with health and spreading germs. They don't care about any of us. They want us sick 
dying so they can get all the money from the pharmaceutical company. They're all in cahoots. It's one big collusion, one big fraud. And they want us online too. They don't want us ever to be in person again. Did you know that Moderna was a pharmaceutical company that started under the name, uh, under the under Germany, under the name IG Farben? And did you know that IG Farben is infamous for its mass production of Zyklon B, which was the primary gas used to kill millions during the during the Holocaust? Moderna. Wow. Moderna. Is anybody doing any research on Moderna? and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, because they all have pretty sorted backgrounds. Like you would do a background check on somebody before you hired them, right? Why wouldn't you do a background check on a pharmaceutical company that was trying to get people to take their vaccines? And if they're so safe and so effective, why is Bill Gates not having the vaccine? Oh, but he wants to vaccinate the whole planet all 8 billion people and we can't get back to normal until See, but, everyone but is never, it's everyone never going to because yeah. it'll, to vaccinate the entire world every six months would be impossible of course. so you'll never end the vac you'll never end this virus yeah of course they're right it's a- so i guess my only option is what my client has which is an oral vaccine where you straight swallow covid you got to look it up, figure it out. So basically, because okay. it goes right through your system, just like they did the oral vaccine for polio. So that's an alternative. He's got his provisional patent in the U.S. We're looking to go put it worldwide. He's going to be doing a big PR thing in about a month, month and a half. Yeah. And he swallowed COVID. Go to antivirusair.com and see him swallow COVID right now and get it viral, get it going. Uh, so I didn't tell you about that, Mike, but I'm, I'm you're not, not going to let that fly. Who? Didn't you? That's what they did with polio. You don't understand. They want you to have the gene therapy. True. I agree with you. But other parts of the world, it'll fly somewhere. Yeah, well, it's not It's not about curing this thing. It's about... It's no, because we could end it easily by giving everyone HCQ and ivermectin. Ivermectin, exactly. Yeah. It's a prophylactic. In fact... I just watched a great video with a doctor who is a Mayo uh, Clinic certified doctor. He is, he's got great credentials. He's a virologist and an immunologist. And he said himself that he was taking ivermectin for two months as a prophylactic and he did not get sick. Well, he- I know I, one of my other clients, Dr. Cax, former uh, clients, Dr. Caxon, Opera, he basically takes, he takes it all the time. It's just, just need HCQ. You need vitamin, vitamin D, D and you don't really, yeah, that's it. That's all. Right. Not- well, just, just to let you know, there is a, there is a doctor who is an, a brilliant man. He's from India. He came over here when he was seven years old with his family and they were living in Newark, New Jersey. And he got it. He was brilliant. And he got into MIT. He has four advanced degrees from MIT, he now lives in Cambridge in Massachusetts, and his name is Dr. Shiva Ayurdari. I just encourage people to go on his website, uh, Dr. Shiva, Shiva.com, check him out. He talks about health, freedom, and uh, you know everything. I mean, he, he explains, he breaks down the science 
And he makes it so easy to understand that you can get like a, a PhD in three hours from listening to him. I'm not kidding. Wow. He's okay. brilliant and he, he knows the deal. And he also ran for office and they stole the election from him. <laughs> he proved it because he's a mathematical genius. So, Mike, where do we go from here? What's going to happen with just this vaccine topic tonight? Well, listen, we got we got to take back the country. I mean, we we have, that's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, we we, mm -hmm. we I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're trying to move the Supreme Court and four seats to the Supreme Court for one simple reason: to make it from a conservative court to a liberal court. That's the only reason. They already they want they want two new they want Washington and they to want be a state. Puerto Rico to right. be a state. And even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they on Newsmax last night, Ruth Bader Ginsburg even said that that would be a disaster to pack the court. Even she, liberal yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. So if we can't see what they're really trying to do, and that's it's a power grab, it's a massive right. power grab. Exactly. They want to leave everybody hungry and destitute in the street. The gas has gone up a dollar a gallon. It's going to continue to right. go higher. Okay, that's the beginning. Prices in the stores are going up. People are unemployed. Okay, by giving the money to stay home, they're going to keep people unemployed. So what's that going to cause? It's going to cause a product shortage. If you don't have people showing up the, the toilet paper factory to make toilet paper, you're not going to have any. Right. So and then it starts with honest elections. Well, you, you can live without them. toilet paper. So, so how are you going to help with? The two years, Mike. How are you? In two, how is the midterm elections going to change anything? Well, Especially the first thing we have to do is we have we have to get the states to push through voter ID laws, like Georgia did. Okay, now you see you see the opposition to it. You see in the Major League Baseball moved moved the All Star game somewhere else. COVID right. Delta came out. Why? Why don't they want this? Because they want to get their agenda through. They don't want the people to have a right or a say. Once people start catching on, and that's what happened under Trump. He got a larger percentage of the black vote than any other president, a larger percentage of, of, of the Latino vote than any other president. He got 10 million more votes than he did the first time. And you want me to believe he lost to a guy, <laughs> a guy who couldn't win the primary in New Hampshire, couldn't win the caucus in Iowa, okay? Couldn't win anything until James Claiborne came out for him and he won in South Carolina. Then they made every one of the other uh, people in the primary collapse collapse their tent and get behind them. They're just using Biden as a puppet. The people that are, this is Obama's third administration. They're working behind the scenes with all these people. And we have to uh, expose all of this stuff. Getting yeah, but so about in four years, it's not gonna be Trump, is it? Well, we, 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 we have to take back the government. We have to be able to have fair elections. If not, we're done. And if we don't win, if we don't take back Congress in 2022, it's over. We need to take back the Congress and the Senate in 2022. And that could be done. That's what has to be done. And it could only be done if we're able to have fair, a fair election. Right. And who's going to want to vote if they don't think that is there? COVID's vote? still around when they said 2024. <laughs> and you know what Dr. Sheehan says about elections? He said there are no elections, they are selections. Their well, selections. Well, that's the tragic truth. They're right. going to try to take Florida. They, they have a oh, they're working on DeSantis already. Yeah, they're going to try yeah. to take out DeSantis. That, that's mm -hmm. what they're going to their main goal. And there's hundreds of millions of dollars. These elitists have all the money. And that's the issue. In the terms, is DeSantis the midterm? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michael Bloomberg has 
eight or nine billion dollars. So if he spends 500 million, what is it to him? Um, right. Buffett is worth 83 billion dollars. And, he, and he's, he's the one that's property the most from Joe <laughs> right. Biden president. All right. So, my, so Mike, the best place to connect with you, MikeBillardiBooks.com for your well, book. You got to get the book if you don't have it. And if you want to connect with me, go to, go to WinningTaxSolutions.com and give me a call. All right. And then, uh, yes, also Winning Tax Solutions, you're going to need that. And especially with uh, the extension till May 15th, that at least gives people some time still. <laughs> To, to get ready and see what they're going to owe. And then the year after that, oh my gosh, they're going to owe a lot, right, Mike? Right. Yeah, For tw- the next, ta- the 2021 taxes are going to be really bad. Yeah. Okay. Winningtaxsolutions.com, MikeLardyBooks.com, and any other information, check it people out. If anybody wants to get in contact with me, they can reach me through my email, which is tarlilarose88 at gmail.com. All right, guys. That was the Mike Velarde show. Take care, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.